Welcome to Little Detours Shortcuts with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. Today, I want to talk about writing. People always ask me, how do you write? Obviously, the simple way to just answer it is just put pen to paper or fingers to keyboard. One of my most popular life lessons came from my book, God Never Blinks. It was lesson 18. A writer is someone who writes. If you want to be a writer, write. But so many people say they want to be one, but they don't do it. One of the best books I've ever read about writing was by Anne Lamott, who's actually one of my favorite writers. It's called Bird by Bird, Some Instructions on Writing and Life. The title came from the day her brother, who was probably 10 at the time, was struggling to write a report on birds. He had three months to finish it, but like most of us, waited till the last minute. He sat at the table, nearly in tears, surrounded by books on birds that he hadn't opened. His dad comforted him with these words, bird by bird, buddy, just take it bird by bird. Writing is that simple. You take it word by word by word. Just finish one short story, one poem, one sentence, just start. So how hard is it to start? I think it's easy, except so many of us avoid starting. How do you write? I don't know, but here's how not to write. Watch hours of mindless TV. Check your email every five minutes. Instant message your friends. Visit a chat room of writers. Answer the phone every time it rings. Fret over whether it's whom or whom, lie or lay, it's or it's, apostrophe S, you and I or you and me. Agonize over whether to use colons or semicolons. Spend hours pondering over whether you should write in longhand or shorthand. Use a computer or a legal pad. Blue ink or black ink. And I've done all that pondering. And finally, I settled on blue. And some days black. The main thing is just pick up the pen. How not to write? Recall every bad writing grade you ever got. Replay the scenes in your head of every teacher who ever criticized your work, like one of mine did in seventh grade. Hold debates with the invisible editors who call a meeting in your head every hour. Cry over the rejection letters that you haven't even received, but you're sure you're going to. How not to write? Let technology scare you. Postpone writing till you learn how to electronically number all the pages. I forget every time, so I ask my husband. Get your doctorate in creative writing first. You have to have an MFA. Or start therapy. Find the right writer's group. Wait till you get over your fear of rejection or fear of success. Tell yourself the odds of getting published are against you. Worry about how you're going to pay the bills. Compare yourself to everyone else. That's a big one for me. Every time I walk into a bookstore, I'm intimidated. Complain that it's too hot, too cold, too muggy, or too nice outside to write. Try really hard to add significantly to the world of great literature. That one will intimidate you out of writing. How not to write? Analyze every idea before you write the first sentence. Strive for perfection. Declare yourself the next Shakespeare. Attempt to write the great American novel. Try to write like everyone except you. And use only big words to impress people. How not to write? Sign up for another writer's conference instead of actually writing. Constantly tell yourself you've got nothing to say. Make a list of all the people who don't think you'll cut it as a writer. And I'm sure you're on that list. Or you could just waste more time, go file your nails, water the plants, clean the basement. 
Some people think you have to open an office or build a hermitage in the backyard or an entire wing on the house and make a study that you write in. How not to write? Look for affirmation from everyone around you. Whine about how nobody understands you. If you're going to do that, you might as well write about how nobody understands you. Demand in advance first. Or waste more time. Talk to telemarketers. Play solitaire on the computer. Make a to-do list with writing as the top priority. Complain about the English teacher who scarred you, the professor who ignored you, the brother who stole your diaries, the sister who read your journals. Or you can waste time envying other writers who have it so easy, but they're actually just putting pen to paper. Another way to avoid writing, edit as you go. Check the rules of grammar and punctuation before you finish every paragraph. Become the punctuation police and give yourself tickets every time you write a paragraph. Talk about your ideas so much that even you lose interest. I can't tell you how many people have talked away their best stories sitting on a bar stool. How not to write? Wait until you have children. Wait until your children have stopped teething. Finish soccer season or go off to college. Wait until you have two interrupted hours of time to write. Oh, you could wait until you quit smoking, quit drinking, or find the right drink and are stone drunk. You can wait until your siblings move or your parents die. To meet the love of your life, or till the divorce is final. You can keep waiting and waiting and waiting until the doctor says you've got six months to live. And then you die with your words still inside of you. I don't want any of you to do that. Whatever words you have are meant to get out because somebody needs them. I believe writing saves lives. I know it saved mine. Speaking up has that kind of power. I lost my voice when I was a little girl. One of my earliest memories is my dad screaming at me and hitting me saying, can't you do anything right? And the little girl me saying, you don't have to yell, I'm just a little girl. I was probably only four or five, but in no time I stopped speaking up. But in time I started writing and writing saved my life. Writing has always been my therapy and my best friend ever since I started keeping a diary in grade school. Writing was my soulmate when I had none my sounding board when no one else heard the sound of my pain. Writing was my rock, my refuge, and my salvation before I found a God who could be all of that for me and more. Writing was the only place I wasn't afraid, and some days still is. If you want to call writing a crutch, that's fine, because a crutch helps you walk until you're strong enough to stand on your own two feet. When I got breast cancer, writing saved me from despair. Instead of wearing out my family and friends with all my fear and sadness, I wrote in my journals. I poured out all my experience there, and I shared them in newspaper columns to help somebody else. Yes, writing can save lives, but first it saves yours. Because the truth is, you're not the only one who has felt this alone, this desperate, this sad. You're not the only one who's been dealt the card of autism or bipolar disorder or debilitating depression. You're not the only one who's lost a child to drugs or prison or suicide. You're not the only one who suffered a miscarriage, a devastating divorce, or a terminal diagnosis. I still treasure the postcard I found in Ireland many years ago with this quote by Patrick Havanagh. We are not alone in our loneliness. Others have been here and known. Griefs we thought our special own. Problems that we could not solve. Lovers that we could not have. 
pleasures that we missed by inches. That's why we write, to know that we're not alone. Because that's why people read, to know that they're not alone. Each of us has to find our voice. I once fell in love with this construction worker who told me his mother was a writer. What does she write, I asked, thinking it would be poetry or novels or short stories. He said, she writes to sick people in the hospital. Each day she sends a card or a letter. Most of them are strangers. I thought that was one of the most beautiful answers. Why write? Henry David Thoreau gave me my reason in 10th grade English class when I discovered Walden. He wrote, to live deliberately, to drive life into a corner, to front only the essential facts of life, to learn what life had to teach, and not when I came to die, discover that I had not lived. And that's to me why you write. How you write is you pick up your pen and you move the pen. You type on the keyboard. But you got to find your why. The reasons I write, to give glory to God, to feed his sheep, to speak for those without a voice, to spotlight someone small the world might overlook, to comfort the disturbed and to disturb the comfortable, to help people know they're not alone, to quiet my heart, to release somebody who wants to shame me into silence, to heal what wounded me, to share all the experiences that life gave me, to not let my truth die of neglect, to take people to places they don't want to go, but will never forget, to give voice to the awe and the awful in life. And I hope that's what you do. Give voice to the awe in your life and pick up your pen. I have a little note in my computer by Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who said, God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. I just love that. God will not have his work made manifest by cowards. So no matter how afraid you are to write, pick up the pen and move those fingers, and pretty soon they'll turn into wings. Thanks for listening to Little Detour Shortcuts with Regina Brett. You can also hear guests interviewed on my longer podcasts. Just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett, an Apple podcast, or your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and a review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. You can listen to the podcast there. And while you're there, sign up to receive weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go move that pen and make something possible. Mm-hmm.